Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo. And today we are hanging out with some North Dakota cross-country royalty. Uh, with us in the studio, uh, we got Brady Corsmo, the Class A state champion. What's up, Brady? What's up? I'm doing good. How are you? Living the dream, man. Uh, we got Class B champion, Austin Warner. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I wouldn't say royalty, but... <laughs> thanks <laughs> and our other class b champion bryn hansen how are you doing bryn pretty good a little good. chilly but chilly <laughs> what's the temperature and are you in burlington yeah what's the temperature um put 59. you on the spot i say it but okay good to hear it and jalen ogle will be joining us later we'll see if she Hops on before we get you three out for various commitments, but we thank you for your time hopping on the podcast with us. And we're super excited to hear a little bit about the making of a state champion, but I think a lot of other people are excited to hear from you guys too. So Cam, you wanted to kick things off with a little bit of a game. Yeah. So, I mean, as a podcast, we've always uh, tried our best uh, to talk about, you know, the history of North Dakota running and North Dakota cross country. Uh, so, so this game is a little bit of a, <clears throat> of a test of our, how good a job we as a podcast have done. Uh, I'm going to ask you to the best of your ability to name as many previous state champs as you can from your respective division. So Bryn, you'll try and name as many girls class B state champs starting from this year, going back a year as you can. Uh, and Austin for boys class B Brady for boys class A. Does anybody want to go first? <laughs> or does anyone I have any objections? I to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 wait. Brady, Brady has an in. This guy's got an in. Yeah. Go <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, uh, that's all right. We'll we'll let yeah. Brady, we'll have you go first. Hold on. I gotta pull it up because I to be honest, I don't have this all by memory. Okay. All right. So last year we had Aiden Johnson. Oh, wait, time out. You forgot about this year already. All right. This year we had me. Um, yeah. <laughs> the year before that, um, Aiden Johnson. Um, then Sean before that. Brick Yoder right after, before him. And then Sean again. Yes. And then. If it was that year, I believe that would be Evan Saylor. Correct. All right. Um, I've got a gap in between there. I know Sam Klosnitzer was at some point. Um, Jake Langang, of course. That's like three or four years right there that I did. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Corey Immels. Um, Leif Everson. That... That is your first one who was not ever a state Leif, champ. Le- okay, there was two Leifs, or was was one that, of the Leifs one? No, so there is there was the one from Williston and then the one from Grand Fork Central. Neither won a state championship. They really? were they were both beat by Hunter Lucas. Hunter Lucas. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you missed uh, a the other Bismarck athlete that I would have lost to my senior year. Hmm. It's a Bismarck athlete. 
Yep. Like so, VHS athlete. Yep. After oh Langang, before Klosnitzer. After Langang, before Klosnitzer. Oh, I have no clue. Matt Goda. Oh, Matt. How did I miss Matt Goda? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Six in I'm a row, though. For that one. Yeah, you that, got six in a that row. Was that was pretty, pretty impressive. Um, can you name? I'm just. Well, who was the first BHS state champion? Oh, dude, we've been at school for like over a hundred years. But I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. Um, no, I couldn't. I have no clue. 1967, Randy Lucenden. All right, that's not there. You go. Familiar. Would not you'll, have ever gotten that. You'll never, you'll never forget that. Now, I already forgot it. It's a random something. <laughs> uh, that was impressive. That was really good. Great job, Brady. Thank you. Uh, Austin or Bryn, who wants to go next? I can. Awesome. Awesome. But I don't. I can't go very far. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Bryn, I mean. You've only been running for two years. You're not even in high school yet. Yeah, so, I am. freshman this oh, year. Oh, you are a freshman? Okay. Well, so three years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Brady and Austin, they have, you know, six years at least under their belt. So. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryn. So tell us uh, who is the state champ this year? Me. And then last year was me. And then last or the year before that was Peyton Getty. Yeah, I remember sixth grade when I was in sixth grade, we went to the class A meet, but then I don't know who class B was from there. Do you remember who won class A that year? Make it forward. Wow. See, that's actually, that's pretty good. No clue on the, on the uh, class B side. No, I can. I, uh, I probably... yeah, Austin, you, you definitely know the name. If we said the name, you would go, Oh, do you want, a little bit of a hint. Yes. Okay, we'll start broad, narrow down. She's from the eastern side of the state. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hillsborough Central Valley. Oh, Jenna? No. She runs for NDSU right now. Uh Meanwhile, Austin's got the list pulled up on his computer. I can see yeah. those eyes have been wandering. Uh, I, I was looking for a list around the office, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, we put you on the spot there, uh, Bryn, but uh, it was uh, Reagan Baszler. So she won, she won four in a row. So 19, 18, 17, and 16 uh, for Hillsborough. And I then... Feel- heard of her name but i don't know if i could have ever like gotten that yeah i i mean as a when i was a freshman there's no way that i could have named more than three state champs so and and actually when when i was trying to do this myself i i really froze up right around like the my like seventh eighth grade you know freshman seventh grade eighth grade year i just had like a gap i i you know because i I was nowhere even close to, you know, the top then. So, all right, Austin, you need to confirm uh, first that you did not cheat. I did not. Okay. I got a, something popped up on Chrome, but it was actually <laughs> the, the Des Moines University uh, 
seemed like I got sent some like malware or something by someone. Yeah. Not pointing fingers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, this so, is Austin. Who won? Who won this year? Okay, I got that. I I won this year. Yep. I got Ian Bush last year. Brian Miller. Yep. Um. Newtown. Pretty sure he's from Newtown. I'm not. Yep. Certain. I can't think of a name. But I just, I just remember we got second that year as a team. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I can't think of a name right now, but okay. uh, Isaac Huber. Yep. And then that's that's about it. I, I not not I, too bad. There, I mean, in in your defense, you know, there was a lot. There's a lot of Newtown guys who have won, and not a lot of them were repeat winners. So, 2019 was Robert White. 2017 was JV and Hale. 2016 was Jalen Chase. 2015 was Ryan Wheeling. So that's four different athletes from Newtown over five years. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey, thanks all, for playing. Yeah. Thanks for playing the game. You guys did well. Um, Ryan, Ryan, I was, uh, I guess we went through everybody already now. Oh, well, no, I won't put you on the spot that I was going to have you uh, see if you could name how many past class a girls state champs you could name. Cause that's the only one we haven't done so far, but I could name not very many. So I think that's a great time to start asking these guys questions. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, all right. Well, first of all, I think we want to know just since you've won state, just tell us a little bit about what this week and a few days has been like. We're recording on November 1st. It's been, yeah, just a little over a week, nine, 10 days since you guys won. Uh, Brady, start us off, man. What's it feel like to be a state champion? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, at the same time, um, it's it's just pretty much back to normal. Um, pretty much after that weekend, you know, um, you know, emotions are pretty high after the meet and everything and the next day a little bit um but you know then you you get up and you go to school and you get a few good jobs and stuff like that from everybody and then that that's pretty cool and then the next day it's pretty much uh back to normal and uh back to more training so i i I wouldn't say it's all that different Bryn, how about you what's delax burlington been like has the whole town and co-op changed since you came back um, yeah, kind of the same thing. Everyone just kind of, yeah, says hi, good job. And then you go and you go to gym class, you go to your English class, and then you're done. But then you, hockey you're, so- you're only in two classes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like I go to class two days and then I head out for the rest of the day. But yeah, no, but you said you got hockey starting here soon. Yeah, pretty soon. And then then to track and then it just starts all over again. Mm-hmm. yeah and awesome yeah what about you uh i'm very similar to brady's uh the day after was probably the best because we went up to class a and that was probably the most i got talked to about it like cam you walk you walked up to us right away and it was just like person after person since yeah. you showed up but yeah school the first monday was kind of kind of it and it back to business man that that is just the the life 
of a cross country runner at any stage, isn't it? You know, you, you get a couple of good jobs, a couple of pat on the backs, and then everybody forgets about you or <clears throat> it seems like everybody does, but not us, not here at the Prairie track and field podcast. So, uh, tens of people are going to listen to this and remember that you guys are this year's state champs. So, um, I didn't, wasn't it last year that like Elaney Lovegren and the Williston girls got like a, like a bus and like a fire truck and, and stuff like that. Or yeah. It was like, was it a couple of years ago when, uh, the buck or who won the super bowl and, or no, it was the NBA, uh, J.R. Smith, like didn't wear a shirt for like three months. <laughs> yeah. He just like celebrated yeah. like for the longest time. I feel like Williston also had the most prolonged celebration of any cross country state <laughs> champ I'd ever heard. It's like, yeah. yeah, this week, like we're going down, we're cutting like the ribbon at the police station. And then it was the EMTs. It was just, it kept going. But, yeah. Yeah. We need, we need more of that. So, uh, Bryn, you, I mean, you had mentioned that, that you got, you got hockey now, uh, Brady and Austin, are you guys still training for the Nike region race or what's, uh, what's kind of next, uh, for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go ahead, Austin. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just, that was, that's the plan anyway. I mean, training's kind of been sporadic at best, I'd say. Yeah. But, uh, the plan is to get ready for, uh, Nike and then probably track next yeah great yeah I'll, I'm also um, heading to Nike training training's pretty much been back on track um, took that Sunday off after the state meet and got right back into it um, you know I'm, I'm hoping at Nike that um, I can hopefully qualify for nationals and go there if I do um, which you know definitely isn't an easy thing to do but it's, uh, it's, it's my goal. So we're gonna, we're gonna go for that and, um, just see how it goes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That Nike course is, is fast and yeah, that's always a fun meet to, to go to and give yourself one, one final go at it. Um, Bryn, I, I got a question for you. So you of the three of you that are here, uh, you're the only, uh, defending state cross country champ. Uh, did you feel like there was any pressure to defend or was it just, uh, you know, once the gun went off, you know, it's just, just racing just like any other day. Well, that was my mentality. Just kind of run and don't, don't worry about too much and try to put too much pressure on myself, but also thinking about that. And that was also my end goal at the same time. And I I knew that, um, Addie was going to be there and she was going to push me and I was going to have to work for it a little bit more than I may have had last year. But it was definitely the end goal to come back and try and win it again. Yeah, well, that was that was a goal that you would say you had set, you know, at the end of last cross season or track season, or when were you already thinking about uh, the second state cross title? I try not to think about it too much because it was just a year away and I knew I still had track to think about. And hockey obviously came up last year too, but... I just kind of didn't want to think about it too much, but obviously have it in the back corner of my mind and just have it there and for me to think about when I felt like it, I guess. Yeah. Do you think, you think hockey gives you uh, like more, like it's almost more of a benefit of the, of a mental break where you don't have to think about running? For sure. I, I mean, it's definitely a team sport. So there's not much, as much pressure. I mean, obviously running as um, team as well, 
but you think about yourself as well, like more than you would on a hockey team or like a volleyball team. So, right now, Austin, you come from a program that's got just such a rich history of running. And if you would have gone way back, if you could have named like every state champ, like there's a huge list of Bowman athletes. So being in your senior year, like this is it, everything leads up to this moment. Just tell us about like how some of the history of Bowman's program and the legacy that you guys have maybe played a role into your development uh, and bringing you to this moment where you capitalize and deliver and add another one to the history books. Yeah, I definitely think it helped a lot. I mean, obviously with what I could name, I don't know like every single person who it was, but it was definitely something. I think there's a trickle down effect even from back then, like people training with others. Like I got to train with Brian and I think that was the biggest thing that helped me, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, yeah, it was just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just, it means a lot wearing bulldog on your chest and just adding another one to the list. Yeah. Brady, obviously a lot of the, the same history for you coming out of Bismarck High. Um, uh, a little bit of extra history with uh, your brother also, you know, having state championships. Um, yeah, just kind of same question as Austin, though. What, a, what is the history, you know, of your program individually and team-wise uh, mean to you and how did it propel you and motivate you? Yeah, um, obviously, like we've had really, really good runners um, come out of Bismarck High. And, you know, that that's always motivated me, especially like having my brother there with me and actually running on a team with him. Um, you know, I, I didn't always have running as a passion, um, especially like in my middle school years. Um, I don't even think I didn't go out for track right away my eighth grade year. I had to get like roped into it. Um, but then coming up to the high school, being a part of that program, program that good with that much history and, you know, that many good kids with it. And, you know, those coaches that coach them still there um, really, really brings you into that and started started a passion for running. Now, I've got to ask, Brady, after you win a state title and, you know, Sean's got a couple on you still, but are you now known as Sean's? little brother or is he known as Brady's older brother um I don't I don't know I don't know if I've uh, earned that yet um but I actually haven't gotten that much of that um it definitely in the past has been more of oh man you're uh you're you're Sean's little brother um I don't think I've had anybody say is uh Sean you're I don't think it's ever been the other way around um but you know, maybe it will be someday, but that, that, that comes with a few more titles, I guess. Maybe, maybe even better yet. Did you listen to any of our lead up to the state meet? Um, just a little bit, just a few. So did you hear us? And by us, I mean, Cam called you gravy Cosmo. Okay. So <laughs> I, I saw you guys tagged me on Instagram and it said gravy Cosmo, And I was like, what is that about? What is gravy Corsmo? Um, and then I kind of was asking part of my team about it and they're like, ah, you should go listen to that. So yeah, yeah I did. I did end up listening to that part. Uh, I, 
I still don't think, I think you just heard me say gravy Cosmo Ryan, but it's, it's out there, you know, it's, well then uh, I'm, I'm glad I heard you say gravy then because yeah. I think smooth um, nickname. I think you guys owe me a shirt for that one. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. We do. You we got to figure that out because I want it to be good, but <laughs> Bryn, I got a question for you. So we look at Bowman County, they roll up with this deep squad and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you guys show up to every meet with three ghost runners. Uh, riding on the back of the bus or I don't know where you guys keep them when you drive to the meet but tell us a little bit about your experience uh, as a team of two um, and just how that when you go into bigger meets like the state meet or the border battle and you see these huge teams warming up together and then it's just uh, squad of two duolingo uh, just tell us what that's like well, it's obviously different than some other teams might experience. I mean, I, I don't know how a big team would work, but I, I think that we're pretty tight-knit as a smaller team. And I, I guess you can ask Austin, but we, we don't have a very large team, obviously. And I guess it's nice because we just worry about each other and we just run and hope that the other one is doing well and finishing off good. Yeah, sometimes sometimes like a small team – uh, you know, it forces you to have, uh, like a tighter connection, uh, cause you only, you only got that, you know, one or two or three other, other people on the team with you. So, uh, there's, uh, I, I always, I'm trying to think of how, how to put it, but you know, the times that I was closest with my teammates, um, I felt like I could use that more than knowing I, I had like a lot of teammates. And that's not to say that big teams don't have close, you know, tight knit relationships, but, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of people might view a small team as being, you know, a hindrance. Oh, you don't have as many people to train with or, but I don't know, there's something about cross country that, uh, we can, we can twist any like negative thing in our mind and turn it into a positive thing. Like, oh, it's raining. I'm so good at running in the rain. Oh, it's cold out. I'm really good at running in the cold, even though you're actually miserable, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all about, all about the mentality. So, uh, Austin, how much did, uh, your team goals, so sticking kind of with the team, uh, questions here, how much did your team goals, uh, affect your individual approach to the season? I'd probably say it was more the, um, other way around. I was like a hundred percent focused on the team goal. I, I mean, I had the goal of the state title, but the team goal was 100% of the focus from day one. We, and we knew we wanted to win. We were returning most of our scores, but it was more like, how low can we go? Really? We were playing a game of limbo with it. Satisfied with the result. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. I, uh, have you guys ever seen the, uh, <clears throat> at the Olympic trials in like 2008, the video of the 800 meter men's 800 meter race. Um, Nick Simmons ends up winning. Uh, Andrew Weeding is second, I believe. And then I, I honestly don't even remember the guy's name who got third, but he was also on like the Oregon track club and uh, or uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that one. And then there's another one where the Oregon ducks, you know, go one, two, three at the NCAA championships in the 1500, just both incredible races, but, uh, that like finishing one, two, three 
as a team, or like in your case, Austin, that one, two finish, uh, is just something that is like really, really hard. You know, winning as a team is hard. Winning as an individual is hard, but doing, going one, two is, is even harder. And that was always something that I, I really, uh, hoped I could experience in, in my running, like a one, two or a one, two, three, more than being like the, the winner of, of a big race. You know, I wanted to be the third, in a one, two, three finish. I always thought that would have been sick, but I've been in races where I've gotten, uh, other teams have gone one, two, three on me and that feels like crap. So, uh, would not recommend that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, sorry. Oh no. Finish it. Finish it out. Austin. Yeah. I knew we were going, I had, Caleb was just insane that day. He was, he's just on a whole nother level, but that was all I knew we did coming into it, just that one and two. And I was kind of just dragged out of the shoot from there. So I didn't get to see the finish. And as I was getting interviewed by KX News, they're like, how do you feel knowing that your team went one, two, four, five, six? And I just didn't believe him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, it was, I couldn't, couldn't fathom that at the time, but that was best yeah, day what- ever. What was that a bit of a surprise? Uh, like how how low those guys scored? Yeah, I think coming into it, we were ranked like one, three, and like seven and eight, or one one three um four seven eight somewhere around there. Yeah. So we were we were up there, but not not that not quite that far up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now any season uh, comes like with its ups and downs, and obviously there's a lot of people that are listening to this and thinking that your season was just a linear trajectory. Uh, but that's never the case, no matter how much we want to post about it on Instagram and make, try to hide it and make it seem otherwise. And Brady, the WDA meet probably didn't go the way you wanted it to. Um, I know a lot of people were surprised to see that result. Uh, just tell us about how you were able to like bounce back from that and capitalize at the state meet the way that you did. Right. So um, going into the WDA meet, um, you know, I think part of it on how that happened was definitely probably just mental. Um, you know what I mean? Coming coming back from the race um, in Rapid City against um, Simeon, um, you know, obviously one of the best runners in the country right now. Um, right. You, you come back to that race and I, I guess part of me was kind of like not completely prepared for it if if that makes sense so you know i kind of got to that first mile and i just kind of panicked you know what i mean and so after that race you know we took we took second i think we were we were less than 10 points away from williston um i was pretty upset i was very upset actually and it kind of it did take a few days for me to kind of like cool off from it a little bit um but you know it's going going into that next state meet where you where you know like I can't do that if my team still wants to do well. You know what I mean? Like I got to show up for my team because that doesn't just affect me when I run bad. It, it affects them. Um, and so you get, that was kind of part of it. And more other part of it was just like setting more mental goals throughout the race for myself and just staying more prepared for it. So what were some of the things that you did during that time to get back in it mentally? Like, did you have conversations with Sean or did you, talk to your coaches or your teammates or what was your way of mentally preparing? Cause I think that's really valuable because Cam, you mentioned it earlier, the sports, so much of a mental game, uh, physical, we got to be able to run, but 
if the mind's not there, the body's not either. So what were some things you did to kind of get back in the game? Right. So one of the first things I did, well, firstly, I, I took the next day and I just kind of took that off from running whatsoever. I just tried not to think about it all, which is like easier said than done. It's not very hard mm-hmm. to get that out of your head. Um, I think one of the biggest things I did was we had that little like fall classic 3K thing. Um, and so we ran that and I did do pretty well in that. So after doing that, you know, you just got to continue telling yourself like one bad race. Like, I mean, you got to look at the rest of the season. It was an outlier. You know what I mean? It's, it's what you got to tell yourself. Um, it, it was tough. Um, trying to, trying to put it into words. Um, yeah, it's, it's just knowing your fitness is there. It's, it's trusting what you've done um, throughout the season. Your fitness hasn't gone down since then. You've just got to trust your coach and trust what you've done and trust yourself. Absolutely. No, I think you articulated that super well. It's trusting the work that you've done and not even just this year, but you look back to track and you look back to, I'm sure you had a good summer of running and you keep going back and back and all the coaches that you've had and their trust in you and the belief that your teammates have in you. It's just kind of bringing all that together, like you said, and clearly that worked out for you. That was a great thing to do between that meet and the state meet. Uh, Austin, tell us a little bit about what you would say your biggest challenge was during the season and things that you did to uh, overcome that. Yeah, I'd say probably the, I didn't have too much like physical setbacks, but the biggest thing that really affected me was nerves. Like kind of since like the first day of practice and especially the first day I got to to the top of the poles, I was kind of just putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself and it was I don't think it was affecting too much in racing but I was definitely noticing it like every day and um I dm'd uh Josh Thompson the Bowerman runner actually because I got to talk with him a little bit on a group run over the summer so I was like hey I'm I'm just really struggling with nerves right now and kind of explain my situation and he's he gave some some really good advice to me and one of the mantras he gave was I can actually pull it up I have it screenshotted right here uh I know I am fit and I'm trust and I need to trust my training so yeah I was just a mantra I said to myself not only like races but pretty much on a daily basis yeah yeah, it's great. It's crazy how just like a simple, a simple phrase that you can repeat, uh, can, can help kind of flip your mindset and, and calm those nerves. Uh, Bryn, did you lose a race at all throughout the season? Uh, no, but regionals was, um, a little close for comfort. Yeah. Ta- talk us through like the region race a little bit and how that, uh, how you dealt with that. Um, well, we started off and usually in the first mile, I don't get too ahead of myself, but I was a little worried because I knew that she was going to want it. She was going to push Addie Miller, but I, I just kind of stuck with her. And then in the second mile, I just kind of tried to fix up my mental status a little bit because I was starting to think that I was just going to get left in the dust and that it wasn't going to work out. And then just thinking ahead of 
like after that, like what would happen after that? And I was just getting way far of where I shouldn't be. So I just kind of centered myself and knew I was going to just have to sit there and then see how she was doing because I wasn't going to try to make a move or something because I was just not feeling great that day. But I kind of just sat there and then with like, I think it was like a mile to go. I started trying to like get a little bit closer and get in front. And then that's kind of when I could see her faltering and then I just kind of took off and even though I didn't feel great, but I just knew I had to push or else it wasn't going to end up well. Yeah. When, when you're in the middle of a race, this cross or in in the middle of that race, are you thinking back to like the state races and track where kind of a a similar story, you were, you were a little bit off of the leaders and then just slowly, uh, you know, worked your way closer and then finished really strong. Did that give you the confidence that it was going to work out? Not really, actually. I don't think I even, (laughs) once thought of track to be honest I don't know I just but towards the end of the season I was like my head would start to hurt and my stomach would just start to hurt like the last mile but I think track definitely helped me build my confidence a little bit more and Mm -hmm. helped me bring up my mental more and just be stronger as a runner uh did uh so then when when state came around uh did the race kind of play out pretty similarly to to the region one I definitely felt better at state. Um, it was definitely better weather. Weather it was it was um, a lot hotter during regionals than it was at um, state. But I guess that hill, I just kind of thought about where she trains, and I thought that maybe like the hill, like I almost lost her right there. I thought I was just gonna fall apart right there, but I just tried to stay with her my, as best I could. And, and luckily I had a lot of supporters around there and just pushing me and making sure that I stuck right there and made sure that I knew that I could. Yeah. Is there, when, when you're out on a race course, Brandon, is there like one person's voice that you can always hear regardless of where you are on the course? Um, I, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I heard, um, my, one of my coaches voice a lot. I don't always hear her, but usually she tells us where we are or like where she's going to be. So that's why, Right. but honestly, I, I always remember like Ryan's voice sticking out for some reason. He always just, he's one I could always hear. I don't know why, but his voice just stuck out. Yeah. What about, uh, Brady, what about for you? Is there one person that, that you can always, you know, pick out no matter uh, how the race is going um yeah i would say so um she didn't come to any of my meets this year because she she's like gone but my sister um she's like known to get really really crazy (laughs) it's like you you can't miss her i don't think anybody in the race is missing her like she's just like she doesn't say anything she just yells and she like (laughs) jumps up and down and waves her arms yeah i don't think anybody misses her that's awesome (laughs) uh what about for you austin not really honestly whenever i get into races i'm kind of just it's just sound to me i really don't yeah yeah see see that's why i think this question is like kind of interesting because for for me most of my race that i remember is just sound it's just it's nothing you know it's all just a blur there's not enough oxygen going to my brain for me to remember anything but i i could always hear uh coach allen's voice from like across the, across the the way, you know, he, he, his voice just like carries 
or I don't know if it's like he says the same three things in practice all the time. And then those are the same three things he's saying. Uh, but Ryan, you even, you would even say that, you know, my coach's voice was the one voice that would always stick out to you at meets. I can hear it right now. Let's go Cameron. <laughs> it was always like a little bit <laughs> just slower drawn out and like yeah. super loud. And yeah, coach Allen's a legend when it comes to that. Oh yeah. I see your guys is you guys are crazy. Like oh, I don't really hear it. I like just hear one voice when we have to run the 1500 for the decathlon. I, I can keep track of every second, every moment. Time passes really slow. And I like, I can pick out every single voice, um, especially my dad. He'll, he'll be like 200 meters in the race. He's like 1300 meters to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for rubbing it in. Appreciate it. But uh, Bryn, you broke down your race a little bit. Austin, we want to hear about your race you didn't you talked about the finish and as a team but tell us what was going through your head from the moment the gun went off to the time that you broke the tape yeah I was kind of the Jamestown course for some reason is just very memorable to me like I can like it's I know more than the home course honestly I can just like picture everything so I was kind of um making my plans on where I was going to make my move and stuff like that all season but that, that none of that happened uh we went out we went out pretty hard um Caleb just kind of took us for a ride so kind of just hung on from there it was it was really it it was really just seeing how long I could hang on and I made my move uh somewhere in the hills I don't even remember was there a, a moment where you were like oh no I like any moment of doubt where it's like, ah, I went too hard too soon. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. It was more of like, sometimes I'd be like, ah, I might want to just give it to Caleb. He can have it today. <laughs> I'd just be going back and forth like every 50 meters, I'd say in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. We had gotten a message from Ian Bush. He was yeah. kind of our class B commentator and I had seen it after the race a little bit. He'd sent us kind of the recap in the evening. Uh, shout out to you, Ian. Thanks for covering it. But I uh, just the guys race went out flying with four guys coming through the mile at about 449 with 15th place coming through at five flat. I was like, you're kidding me. That's cruising. So like, did these guys realize it's not a decathlon 1500? <laughs> like, yeah. They've got a lot more, but that's awesome. And then Brady, just tell us about your race a little bit. Uh, we had kind of been hyping up the class A race and how deep it was. And, you know, any given day, I think any person could have come out with a victory and clearly you did, you're with us right now, but tell us what your mindset was maybe before the race and then from start to finish. Yeah. So before the race, I was just, um, I was just trying to like keep it chill. You know what I mean? Um, not put too much pressure on myself or anything like that. Um, just go out there and have fun. Um, cause I, I usually don't go into a race thinking, ah, I'm going to have so much fun. I don't know how many people can do that, but, um, I tried to do that before the state meet. Um, and I think that worked out pretty well. Um, I knew, I knew the biggest, um, thing that I needed to do racing against kids that are really good was just stay relaxed. Um, no matter where I was in the race, and I don't know why mine and Austin's stories are so similar, but um, 
I'm kind of the same way as him. It's like I remember the Jamestown course very well for some reason. And so, you know, I came across the mile just sitting with those guys, sitting with the front pack. We did come out a bit slower um, than Class B did. I didn't know they went out in 449. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, we came just under five minutes. And at, at that mile marker, I was feeling pretty good. And I was like, all right, we're ready to roll. And, um, you know, that's when I just kept with the front front pack and um, just stuck with them till okay to go. Was there any sort of like similar, you know, uh, mental battles that you were having? Like, oh man, like, you know, so-and-so was looking really good. Maybe, you know, I'd be okay with losing to them, but not to this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, almost exactly like Austin too. I mean, um, Finn came up, he went, he stayed back the first mile a little bit and then yep. he came up, came up at about little, little over a mile and a half um, is when he like really caught up. And then at two miles, like we started going and I was like, man, this would be so much easier if I just wasn't doing this right now. Um, yeah. But you know, that's just something you have to get through. <laughs> right. Somebody, I heard somebody talk about like the, the impulses or I forget what like analogy they use, but like your body basically like tells you stuff to, to do to protect itself. Right. So the whole time that you're running, your body's telling you, Hey, it would be better for you to not do this. And you have to just like override that and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep jumping off of the bridge, you know, just for a little bit longer or whatever, whatever a fitting analogy is, but yeah, it's man, I don't know. Well, do you guys know the story? So Billy Mills uh, at the Olympics, he was running the 10 K now, I don't know how far into the 10K he was, but he he wanted to drop out. The story is, you know, he was he was ready to drop out and wasn't feeling very good, you know, really down on himself. But he said, well, you know, if I'm going to quit, let me at least lead the Olympic 10K for for one lap or, you know, for a little bit. And so he gets his way up to the front of the race and then, then he just he stays there and he stays there and he stays there. And then, you know, he ends up winning the gold medal in the 10K. Um, so it's, it's pretty incredible what, what can happen when, when you give yourself a chance. So, yeah, now we want to be cognizant of your guys' time, uh, Bryn, we know you got to take off here pretty soon. So just tell us a little bit more about what hockey season is going to look like for you these next couple months. Uh, well, I've been trying to run, but, um, we thought about going to Nike, but it was just hard with my family and, I mean, it's a, it's a really awesome opportunity, but maybe next year, I mean, it's, it's hard to fit a lot of those things in. And sometimes I don't know why, but I just get tired. Like, I, like, I feel like some people like just are able to go and keep going for training. And I, I mean, I probably could. And like, like you said, just be able to come over what my body's telling me not to do, but I know it's just tough for me to want to continue and just, I don't know if I have that much of a passion as I know like Austin does for running um but hockey I mean it go it starts it's probably gonna start in like two weeks that was another problem is because it, it was gonna start soon so I didn't know if like practices for hockey would already start during Nike so I was just wasn't sure so yeah no and I think that's so important is especially like being a freshman you have so many years of good running left there's no point in emptying the tank and just running on fumes for too long. That doesn't do anybody any good. So 
no, I think it's really good. And I love too, that you aren't one sport specific at this point, uh, that you're still playing hockey and you're still challenging and testing your body in many ways. So yeah. And remind us what position do you play again? Well, I'm switching to high school this year because last year it was just like boosters and not not yet um, high school hockey. But this year, I mean, I like center, which is like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. They do. They just run around and basically make sure that nothing goes haywire, I suppose. But um, I played center a lot last year, but then usually for other teams, I'll play wing. So not a lot of defense in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what school are you going to play for? Uh, my not because yeah, Burlington will not have that. <laughs> uh huh. So just tell us, do you have any sellies planned uh, for when you score? <laughs> um, no, I've never been much of a sellier, but I guess my other teammates can make up for me. <laughs> yeah, Bryn, when you score, can you please be the first person to ever do the gritty on skates? I would love to see that. We have already done that before. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> like Trendsetter. a week. We just messed around at practice, and that's all. <laughs> well, obviously not all, but, like, before practice, when we're just skating around doing laps before the coach gets out on the ice, we would just do that for, like, five minutes. Yes. Oh, You're ready. You're it. ready. All right. We'll let you go. But we do do have one last question that we'd love to ask you guys. So, And we asked you last year, so I'm interested what your how your perspective has changed or if there's anything you're going to add. But for the people that are listening right now, that are looking at you as two-time state champion. You are at the top of the game. Just what advice would you give to a younger person that's listening to this? And I know you're still relatively young, but what would advice would you give to a younger person that's looking at you right now and says, I want to be Brent Hansen someday? Uh, definitely trust your coaches because I know that they're definitely looking out for me and making sure that I'm doing the right things and training and doing doing everything to the best of my ability. So just go out there and have fun. Cause I mean, sometimes you get out of the way of yourself and you are going for the win or something, but it's more important to have fun. Definitely. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Bryn. Uh, good luck at hockey tonight. Are you going to hockey tonight? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck at hockey tonight. Good luck this season. And uh, we'll hopefully get you on this interview again next year. I should have, I just realized now, but I should have worn my shirt. Oh, that's okay. But hey, good, good plug so that the people know that two time state champion Brent Hansen is a supporter of the podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Brent. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, Brady, you're racing Nike here in a couple of weeks. You said your goal is to make it to nationals. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Uh, because you've been to Nike before, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, just tell I, us, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your experience, past experiences at Nike, and how you hope that uh, you're going to be able to use that this year. Right. Um, so my path, I went to Nike two years, um, last year and the year before. Um, I didn't race particularly well at either of them, um, to be honest. Um, but this year is a little bit different because in past years, I actually, I actually also play hockey and I have skated throughout um, between state and the Nike meet. Um, but this year I'm not going to be doing that. Um, I'm just keeping my focus on running so far. Um, I think that should definitely help. Um, just keep it, keeping my focus up for one. Um, 
And so going into that, you know, I have to, I have to keep my expectations a little bit low. Um, I have to look, look ahead, but you know, I have to go in there realizing everyone there is going to be good and I just got to go have fun. Yeah. What, uh, do you know what like the makeup of the region is right now? What's, uh, obviously Simeon, the sub four minute miler from South Dakota, uh, he'll be there. Uh, what's, what's the Minnesota, Iowa is Iowa in the, the Heartland region. I have no clue. Yeah. Um, maybe that's probably a better, a better person, you know, it's better to know less. I would, I would think for me, it would be anyway, but yeah, what do I don't know? know much about, uh, most of the runners. I know obviously Sim- Simeon's there, like you said. Um, and then there's Sawyer Clarkson, another guy from South Dakota. Um, he's run like, he ran like a 1503 on that course. Um, he was at the rapid city meet when I was, I was racing against him. Um, but other than that, I don't know much about the Minnesota kids. I know, I know they're very good. Um, Mm -hmm. the top kids from that state. I know, I know that it's the competitions there and that, um, it's definitely not going to be handed to me. Yeah. Oh, what, what does it take to qualify as an individual? Uh, it's top five. Top five, not on a qualifying team, or do you um, have to be? Do you have to get yeah. first, second, third, fourth, or fifth? Yeah, you have to take first, second, third, or fifth. And I believe if one of those top five are on a qualifying team, then it like kind of exempts that. So then, like, if the second place dude was on a team, then sixth place would come in. I believe. Okay. Not too sure though. Yeah. Yeah. And then just tell us a little bit about this winter and uh, looking forward to track too, and not skipping over, you know, important months of your senior year, but you are a state champion on the track as well. And tell us about how you're looking forward to the rest of this senior year. Yeah. Um, it's, it is kind of tough. Um, track. I'm, I love track. Um, I think I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I like track more than cross country. It's pretty even. Um, but, you know, going into track, we have a lot of goals. Um, you know, we have, we have a really, really good team for track this year as well. Um, all around, I think we have a good shot at winning it as a team. Um, so that's that's super exciting. Um, but, you know, I after, after this cross country season is officially over, I still got to make some choices on, like, if, when I'm skating and stuff like that. Um, and when my track season will actually start. Even, Absolutely. Yeah. Even, even further in the future, any uh, college plans or anything like that? So you don't, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to say anything, you know, it's, but I do want to know. If yeah. You can't that's say anything. I, um, I haven't made up my mind yet at all. I've recently found out that I'm, pretty indecisive when it comes to decisions like that um i do have a few visits um lined up i've taken a few um you know this this weekend i'm actually gonna um head out to visit my brother in tulsa um see see what's going on down there um but other than that i'm still pretty open as far as like what i'm gonna do right on well we look forward to uh seeing what happens yeah me too yeah for sure Uh, austin let's hear from you man what does the rest of i guess this fall look like in terms of preparing for nike and then 
uh, getting ready for the spring and track season. And like we told Brady, there's important months there. And besides running, you need to enjoy your senior year and everything that has to offer. But uh, what's what are the next couple of months going to look like for Austin Warner? Yeah, um, training's going to happen when it does. Um, I don't have anything like planned out. I'm just going to kind of just see how I feel and run off of that. But uh, yeah, senior year so far, I think is going to be basically the same thing. Whatever happens, happens. And we're just going to go with the flow. And do you, and like we said with uh, Brady, you guys don't have to divulge anything, but uh, what about looking at schools? How is that process going? And say as much or as little as you want. Again, the similarities just keep popping up. I am the exact same way. I have no idea. (laughs) I know I want to run for sure. So that's going to happen. I just don't know where yet there. I'm going on my first official visit this weekend, but uh, other than that, just wait and see. You know, another similarity with all you guys too, is when they posted the pictures on NDHSAA, three of the four winners, their school color was maroon. Um, And then (laughs) there was, and Bryn was red. So a little bit lighter shade, but all kind of similar. So. Yeah, I was going to mention that at some point. (laughs) Pretty awesome. You know what? You know what you guys should do? This is what my dad, my mom would do if they couldn't like make up their mind going out. Like when they went out to dinner, my dad would have my mom pick uh, what he was going to eat and my dad would pick for my mom. So Austin, you should just pick a school for Brady to go to. And Brady, you can just pick a school for Austin to go to. And then (laughs) if if the other one doesn't like it, but the one who picked it is like, Oh, actually that looked pretty good to me. Then that's your answer. You know, then you just, you switch back, you know, and then yeah, it makes it a lot easier on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll get another podcast lined up for you guys to share that announcement. <laughs> but, um, but no, just to wrap things up, you guys, same thing we asked Bryn for both of you, this is a long time coming. You guys have both worked really hard for this. And I think there's something really special about winning a title your senior year just because you look back after you're on the mountaintop and you can see the progress that you've made and the work you've put in and see it all come together but Austin just tell us for the kids that are out there and I'm sure there are a lot of kids in Bowman that are seeing this newfound success within your guys's program and everything that you've accomplished so far and the things that you still are going to accomplish what would you tell those kids in your county or around the area that look at you and say, I want to be Austin Warner someday. I just say fully commit whatever. It doesn't even need to be just running. Whatever you do, just put, put 110%, 110% of your effort into this. It's, you got to live and breathe the goal, whatever you want. You just got to pour everything into it. Yeah, I think that's really good. And uh, you guys have definitely done that. Uh, you specifically, but also your teammates. And we're super excited to see all your guys' hard work pay off. Brady, how about yourself, man? For the people that are looking at this long line that we mentioned of the Langangs, the Matt Godas, uh, everybody else that comes between you guys, your older brother, Klausnitzers, uh, man, uh, who was the first champion, Cam, 1967? Rodney something. 
yeah rodney like to join that list just (laughs) uh for the kids that are looking up at you right now and for you i'm sure you looked up at probably langang at that point and said like i want to be him uh but for the kids now that are seeing you in that position what would you tell those kids um you know you kind of said that um we're, we're on this mountain right now and they always say um you know there's 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 always another peak to that mountain and you know I found that to be super true. Very, very true. And, you know, part, part of what I've had to do, um, to get better is, you know, talks with my brother and my coach and, you know, they've always told me, um, like Sean always, sometimes it hurt my feelings a little bit, but, um, you know, it's okay. He'd always say, um, like even he, he wouldn't put it so harshly, but basically like he'd say like, Oh, that's not that good of a time, you know? Um, so it's, it's always making you look forward and pushing, pushing past what you believe your mindset to be. So I believe that if you want to be good, you have to change your mindset to believe to something else to, to be better. You know, if that makes any sense, started stuttering a little bit, but. Oh yeah. I, it's, uh, you guys know who David Goggins is. Okay, Austin does. Yeah, he he he's basically he's like a Navy SEAL, like motivational, like athletic, like uh, I don't know. He does ultra marathons and stuff like that. But basically, like that's what he talks a lot about is like your your mindset of what you think is possible. You know, is the is one of the biggest limiting factors to what you can actually achieve. Um, so yeah, it's it's just like readjusting your goals, and uh, you know, it's it's obviously not everything. You got you have to put in the physical work and you got to be gifted with some genetic, you know, makeup that will allow you to do that. But yeah, mindset is, is a lot. So yeah, that's great advice too. Well, guys, we are so happy that you were able to join us on the podcast. Um, you guys have such an awesome couple months ahead of you. Uh, enjoy your senior year, but hopefully we can get you back on the podcast after track season. Talk about that, and uh, and we'll be look we'll be working on the gravy Corsmo shirt. So <laughs> be looking out for that too. I'll get it made. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us, uh, and congrats one more time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Great being on this side now. Yeah. <laughs>